You is a fast peer. Oh, I am. Yeah. Wow. Olympic piddling. You said what? <laughs> I said Olympic piddling. Uh, yeah, I'm a gold medal winner. <laughs> gold medal urining. Urinating. Yep. Urinating? Urinating? Wow. <laughs> I can English. Don't. It's the quarantine. It is the quarantine. Yeah. It's, it's, you don't talk like other adults after a while. You start to talk like a child. That's oh, let me tell you. I, uh, we had a third grade science project where we had to build a solar oven. And my solar oven didn't work. But I'm not blaming the solar oven. I'm blaming the white chocolate chips instead. I think their melting point is much hotter than regular chocolate chips. And so that should be its own damn science project. Yeah. Homeschooling. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get this party started. So welcome to episode four of the Horror Milk podcast. Um, I am Bella and my lovely co-host is, who are you? I am Nikki. Oh, yay, Nikki. Um, and we've got new new uh, horror moms. And I'm going to say this week, even though it's like this minute, because we just finished we just finished recording episode three. Um, so neither of us know who our moms are this this time. Yeah, it's fun. It's a surprise. I know. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. I can't wait to, to hear who your mom is. Uh, so I'm going to make you go first this time. We'll just bounce back and forth from here on. But uh, yeah, take it take it away, lady. What's, uh, well, what's your hey. horrible person? So, well, I... I picked what I thought was a horrible mom um, because I haven't seen this movie in a while. And then I rewatched it and then realized she's actually a really good mom. So I don't know what I was thinking, but she's in a horror movie. So that's probably why I was thinking that. Probably. Um, My mom is Renee from Insidious 1 and 2. She's not in the other ones, I don't believe. I believe 2 is where she stopped. Um, But the movie's you know, start off with her. They kind of follow her through the movies. So um, she seems to be our heroine almost, mm-hmm. except she doesn't really do much except be a supportive mom. <laughs> She's um, uh, her kids. She has three children, um, twin boys. I believe they are twin boys. And then a little baby girl, Callie. Mm-hmm. And uh, her family moves to this new house and they, similar to Grace um, from the others, they start to experience some weird things happening what they think is like almost like a ghost except a lot scarier Mm -hmm. and a lot more um threatening to their family um and then one day her son just does not wake up from sleep he's not dead he's not in a coma they don't know what's wrong with him and for months he's stuck in this state and she's trying to figure out any way she can to help him um she notices that whatever these ghostly beings are she tend to be around her son and she uh, reaches out for help from a uh, preacher mm-hmm. or a pastor. I'm not sure what he is. Father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, and then gets help from a um, demonologist eventually who's able to go in and to the further, which is in their minds. Right. And figure out that he is trapped in the f- further, the space in between the living and the dead mm-hmm. and 
Um, he is being tormented by a ghost or a being. Mm-hmm. And she sends her husband in to, to rescue him. And she's a really good mom for the fact that she actually keeps her cool pretty well. Right. Um, she And she has a supportive family around and is there for her because she's obviously um, been through this with her son. And so, you know, she does whatever she can to help her son. Um, I really don't know why I thought she was bad, but she's not bad. She's, good. <laughs> she's not bad. A of good moms. There have to be a couple of non-horrible moms in here. Just to oh, spice sure. it up a little bit. Sure. Um, I think it's safe to say that we could probably put this one on the dad. Because as I recall, wasn't he the one that was haunted in the further to begin with? And he never shared that information with her. He didn't remember it. So the the ghost that did that to him as a kid um, made it so that he couldn't remember it. Right. And I think the demonologist did as well. Um, I mean, you got to uh, He does eventually become a, an old woman, an old man that wants to be a woman. Right. That's what body's eventually taken up <laughs> and, right. and poor Renee has to you know live with that for a little while at least right um and uh you know she fights and they eventually rescue her husband out of there going back into the further right further um, into the further even further into the further right that's perfect yeah I mean she does whatever she can to keep her family safe and it is absolutely terrifying the monsters in here the ghosts in here absolutely the red-faced demon yeah is enough to make me want to run away from my family (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know if i saw him i might have just said you know you guys are on your own right good luck (laughs) she doesn't she sticks around she protects her family and you know right like badass she wins um, I haven't seen the third or fourth ones. Neither have I yet. But I don't think this family is in there. I think it's, so. I didn't think it was pertinent to watch or to touch on. But right. yeah, so that's my mom is Renee Lambert. Um, good job, good job being a good mom, lady. Good job being a better mom than we would have been because we would have run away. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, there are things I I wouldn't have done. It would have been absolutely terrifying. Right. Yeah, I can't yeah. complain about that. That's a pretty solid. That's a pretty solid choice. And and it's fun to see that they have that there are moms in horror that are not terrible and that don't make terrible decisions that real moms would like real life moms would have done. <laughs> Like, okay, you were written as a strong woman and a strong mother who did what you needed to do to save your family, um, despite the red-faced demon. Yes. You know. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That's pretty cool. All right. Yeah, that's a good choice. That's interesting that you picked that one because I, I don't dislike the Insidious movies, but they're not my favorite. Um, one and two. Those are, the, uh, again, those are the only ones I've seen as well. Um but I did, I, I don't know. I have, I have an issue with them and I don't know what it is. Specifically the first one. Um, there's like a, a break in the film where I'm like, oh, I like it. I like it. I like it. And then it's like, oh, no, I don't like it anymore. And I don't, I don't know why. 
so I haven't revisited them for a while because of that. Oh, okay. And I actually like it because it's different type of horror movie. Sure. It has, you know, the, the way the jumps are, mm-hmm. are very sudden. Right. Um, and then they like will psych you up to something scary, but then nothing happens. Right. And it's obviously the same director that did Invisible, which is the same way that was kind of done as well. Right. I, I think my problem with it um, was not about the family. Like, I, I, I do remember enjoying, like, the family dynamic and the way that all that worked. I think what I ended up not liking about it was the the fact that, like, the father had to go so far into the further to, like, rescue the kids. And there was this hokey, like, backstory to it. And I was just like, oh, come on. Like, you can't just go and, like, rescue the kids. There can't just be, like, your kid is haunted. No, it's got to be this whole, you know your psyche is broken and fucked up and you passed it on to your son, but you didn't go into that to begin with. And I don't know. It's a very weird thing. I'm very particular. Don't judge me. <laughs> no, absolutely. You know. This would be a boring podcast if we only liked certain movies. Right. And, you know, right. Um, different tapes. Yeah, so that's awesome. So on a scale of... Uh, one to ten for this lady. She's in the negatives because she was fantastic. She was fantastic. I'm, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, well, not unfortunately. Yeah, she was a good mom. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. All right. So she's not a horror milk at all. She's just a great mom. Good job. She is. Yeah. Well, thank you. My mom's not a good mom. And once again, for the fourth time in a row, my mom's not a mom. Um. So my fourth mother is Mommy Robeson from The People Under the Stairs, which is another movie that I do not like. Uh, It's a very unpopular opinion, and I'm sticking with it because this movie has been out since 1991, and every freaking year, for whatever reason, I'm scrolling through whatever streaming service, and I see the photo of the poster and I go oh people under the stairs that sounds cool I'll watch that and then I turn it on and I'm like god damn it it's this movie again I don't like this movie um <laughs> it tricks me every time uh and I stick with it because Ving Rhames is in it and I love Ving Rhames but anyway I digress the mother who is mostly referred to only as mommy uh is not actually a mommy first of all she's not even a stepmommy. She is in a very weird and incestuous relationship with her brother. They do not have children. They kidnap children. They keep children. And they lock these children in the basement under their stairs. They have collected so many children that, um, and they don't feed them and they, they don't take care of them. They neglect them and abuse them. That the children now who are all suffering from vitamin D deficiency, Um, they're all malnourished. They have resorted to cannibalism. Um, yeah. So, so that's mommy. Um, she has a speak no evil rule, which is really freaking terrifying to begin with. Um, and if the rule is broken, which is basically like, if you make a sound, they cut out the children's tongue. So mommy is not a mommy. Mommy is having sex with her brother, presumably. Mommy has has kidnapped children. This is bad. Mommy has put said children in a basement under her stairs. This is double bad. Mommy has forced them to become cannibals. This is triple bad. 
and mommy takes their tongues if they speak, which is like quadruple bad. Um, so yeah, so like you had a good mom. I don't even have a mom, but she's called mommy and she's terrible. Terrible. Oh, okay, so I'm seeing this movie, so I'm learning. Yeah, it's I don't like it. Uh, a lot of people love it. A lot of people like this is their you know. They have, I don't know, I think maybe they have some, like, nostalgia for it. Mind you, it's not a bad movie. I just find it a bit convoluted, and I just don't enjoy it. Uh, I enjoy Vane Rames. I enjoy the kid who um, kind of is the catalyst for finding all of this stuff out. Um, I think he's fantastic in it. But all, to, also, all told, it's not my favorite movie. Um, but either way, Mommy is a horrible mother. Or would make a horrible mother if she could make children. I don't know if she can because apparently she comes from a long line of inbred children, people, family members. So maybe she can't even have kids and that's why they kidnap kids and put them in the basement under the stairs. Oh, that would make sense. So, you know, who knows? So even if she could have children, I'm sure she would be a terrible mother because how are you going to tell a baby not to make any sound? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's terrifying and it's creepy and it's horrible. And I was reading because here's the thing: because I dislike this movie, even though I watch it every year, because I get sucked into it, because I like the cover and Ving Rhames is in it. I never really pay that much attention to it after I watch it. You know, like every other year, I watch it for real, and then I I still don't like it. But I was rereading the synopsis of the movie to make sure that I knew what I was talking about. And it has a very similar-ish plot to a um, Criminal Minds episode, which is one of my favorite, uh, where there are these this family that they don't have children, so they kidnap children, but they also have like a funeral home. And when the children outgrow their usefulness or outgrow being like receptive to dealing with these parents who aren't their parents, they put these children in the crematory. And so... Anyway, I was like, I would much rather watch the Criminal Minds episode. So that mommy is a bad mommy as well, even though she's still not a mommy. So I got no mommies. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that's my terrible mom, uh, Mommy Robeson. She's awful. I also feel like the movie is awful, but that's just my opinion. Uh, there is no denying the fact that mommy is awful um, because of all of those things that I listed off. I don't think that I've gotten a list of terrible things about the mothers I have picked that doesn't go beyond my my one hand. I'm always like past five fingers. Oh. I know. Yeah. Well, that's a good mom. I mean, not, she's not a good mom. But that's <laughs> a good she's not a good mom, and I'm, I'm a judge. You, you are a judge. I mean, we have made you judge, jury, and executioner. Which is strange because I don't have a mom. Well, I mean, of course I have a mom. You, yeah. Not raised with my mom. So, right. so I'm a little bit better figuring out which are good moms and bad moms. Right, right. You, you have, a, you have a, a good barometer. Hold on one second. I'm being interrupted. Yes, can I help you? Yeah. What are you doing? I said something inadvertently creepy. I thought you appreciated that. I, I love inadvertently creepy things. Tell me on the Discord talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake is the last question. Uh-huh. 
asked the chat at large if um, the Virgin Killer sweater that the lead character is wearing the entire game was a new addition because this game is horny as fuck, or if it was um, part of the original game, and someone piped in, who I assumed would know what that term meant, because who doesn't, and asked what it was, and I explained it, and the conversation went downhill from there, and went to, well, could they make it with a boob window? And I'm like, well, of course, they have to. So, that. Anyway, th- th- Wait so a second. So you're telling me that the term virgin killer sweater? They didn't know that, but they knew the term boob window, yes. Okay. Moving on. But the conversation went downhill yeah, yeah, from virgin okay. killer sweater. Okay, yeah, yeah. yes. Please continue. I'm sorry. So, um... It, it went downhill from there. It ended up with me making it awkward by referring to the parts that the boob window would not cover as non-essential skin. <laughs> uh, that makes my boob sad. It's over the rest of your skin that should be sad. They're not essential. Because they're not exposed? Because the boob window would be exposing. Like, the virgin killer sweater is exposes most of your back, your ass, and it has a boob window, it exposes the boobs, therefore the rest of the skin is not essential because it doesn't have to be exposed. So, you know, like a partial Julia. Like half Julia. That's the term for that now, it's doing half Julia. Half <laughs> Julia. Anyway, it got real quiet. But is it the half Julia with skin or without skin? Um, the half without skin would be the Julia part, I would think. Yes, because best Julia is skinless Julia. Right, the one who cares. I love her so much. Yeah, well, she loves Frank. That's really about it. Yeah. Um, doesn't love skin. No. Yeah. Not a fan of that. I'm so glad that I'm not the only one that makes things creepy and awkward. Yeah, so I felt like you would appreciate I that. I did. So I had to tell you, non-essential skin. And then it just, ah, uh, it's too quiet. Because <laughs> that is not a normal phrase that you should say to people. Yes, but now I need a t-shirt with a boob window. And then arrows pointed at everything else that say non-essential skin on it. Cause they can't go back to work right now. That skin's not essential. Anyway, I love you. I love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Sorry about that. Bye. <laughs> I know. It was amazing. Oh, he's back. It's important to note there were no women as a part of this conversation, just, you know. I'm leaving all of this in the podcast, but I the thought you might. That's fair. Yeah. But it's on brand for, for me. It's, yeah. So, yeah, you're fine. fine. You're so fine. Get out. Yeah. Come <laughs> along, man. <laughs> that's funny. That whole conversation made me a worse parent than mommy, but that's okay. Oh, that's... That's what I'm here for, to be a hypocrite. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Now the truth. That's right. So um, I don't even really have to, to, to put this woman on a scale because anything above a zero is going to be worse than your mom that you picked. And I think it's fairly clear that with the amount of fight that, that Renee has in her, she's going to beat Mommy Robeson hands down. Oh, okay. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I haven't even seen the movie, but I know that Renee's pretty bad. Yeah. Because she would go into that house, and she would go into that basement under the stairs, and she would rescue all of those cannibalistic children with no tongues. 
even if she had to go into the further to she yeah yeah that's a damn fine mother and mommy yeah. you ain't even a mom so that's not right <laughs> right creepy get out <laughs> you just you're just creepy <laughs> you weirdo i know dang it anyway well alrighty um well, that was that was short and sweet because your mom was good, my mom wasn't a mom, and and so that worked out really well. Because uh, then I, I also have to edit these for people who are not on Patreon, which we don't have any Patreon supporters yet. Hey, we're on Patreon. Support us, please. Help feed our children so we don't become marble. Right. So we don't make them become cannibals. Ugh. Hello. Speak, speak for yourself. I, that's that's true. It's a sustainable resource, really. So I guess there's that. We could teach them, you know, teach a child to cook and they'll make one meal, teach a child to cook other children and they'll make meals forever. I don't. Yeah. That sounds like a quote from Donald Trump. <laughs> I could be a staff writer. <laughs> no, he doesn't read the script. No, he does not. I could probably include that and it would not come out of his mouth, which would be a shame because I would love to hear that come out of a politician's face hole. Right. Tell the people where they can find you. They can find me on Instagram at creepy underscore Nikki. Twitter to be determined. Ooh, the Twitters is coming. Okay. Don't, don't be embarrassed by my Twitter account because it can be embarrassing. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, you can you can find me everywhere um, online at Miss Bella Blitz, and you can find us everywhere at Horror Milk Podcast. Except for on the Twitters, they shortened us to Horror Milk Pod. Um, and that's it. Remember to call your mothers. Yeah. 